Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yes, I sent a bad text message. And I'll own that, but like... Really bad. Schwartz. I got it, bro. I got it. A little per- s- it was a little personal. Can I speak? Am I allowed to? Hey. Can you just say it? Can you, say can you it. stop your focus on a rage text when actually, like, dude, there were way bigger issues? I could have handled that f***ing party in my sleep. You're lucky that I was there to f***ing cushion. Oh, my God. You're I'm lucky so I was lucky. there. I'm so lucky. So, listen to me. I'm listen to me. Listen to me. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I thought this week's episode of Vanderpump Rules was great. I thought it was honestly fantastic, although I did miss our DJ James Kennedy. Pumptaine! <laughs> I missed him. I missed Raquel. They trotted Raquel out for just a second, and then she vanished. And I was like, "Where? what happened to Raquel? Where is she? They teased us with Raquel, and then she was nowhere to be seen. So I would like more of them. But otherwise, I thought this was like a classic episode of Vanderpump Rules. Though we had the strip club, we had costumes, shenanigans. It was it was fun. It was a fun episode. Although I did feel bad for the strippers and the patrons of that strip club, uh, who had to look at a picture of Jackson Brittany from their engagement photos on the big jumbotron. I thought that was like a little step too far. But we'll get there in just a second. We're going to talk about the episode. Before we do, I have to remind you guys that everything iconic live is coming. Uh, there are tickets still on sale for the Dallas show. So if you're in Dallas or somewhere near there, come to the show. If you want tickets to that show, they're on everythingiconic.com. At the top of the page, there's a link for live shows and you can buy the tickets there. And all the other cities sold out, which I'm so excited for. I cannot, cannot wait. The live shows start in two weeks in San Francisco. We'll be covering Vanderpump Rules there. Uh, and there'll be some other fun stuff we'll be chatting about. Uh, I'm doing something really, really exciting that week, the night before. So, I the the kids say the show will be lit, as the kids say. Is that what they do? They still say that lit. <laughs> We're saying that, um, but I I cannot wait. So, I also have to mention that Jessica Simpson's book, Open Book, is out. It came out today, so it's. It's like the Lord's Day today. It's Jessica Tuesday. And I started reading it, you guys, and it does not disappoint. I don't know if I'm going to do like a full episode on it or just when I finish. I, I don't know. We got to talk about it because there's some good stuff in there. And I didn't think she was going to be so revealing in it, but she reveals things about everyone. I mean, there's like a lot of juicy details about Joe Simpson, Papa Joe, G- Tina Juicy Couture. There's a lot of stuff about her in there, Ashley, Nick, uh, the whole gang. The whole gang is represented. There's a lot of stuff about Casey Cobb. I don't want to spoil it, but uh, they're still friends, and we get to know a little bit about how they met and how they became friends. So I encourage everyone to read it. We're going to talk about it. As soon as I finish, we'll get into more detail in it. Somehow, somewhere, sometime. 
Uh, but so far it's not to support. I was like up late. I didn't want to go to bed because I was reading it and it, it's so compelling to me. And I'm doing like the regular book. Apparently, if you get the audio book, you can hear her read it and there's songs, but I don't want to do it that way. I want, I like to read it. I like to read. Sometimes with audiobooks, I, sometimes they're really great when you can hear the person tell their story, but other times I find it very awkward. Um, so I'm doing the reading because I didn't want to feel awkward reading Jessica's book. It just felt important to me that I, I take it in on the page. You know what I'm saying? Also, usually these people have writers, so it's like they're reading the book that somebody else wrote. And so sometimes it just reads awkward. And so as a ghostwriter myself, I feel like it's, I like to read it on the page. No shade of the audiobook. Sometimes I, I had just read the Martin Short book and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And some people told me that that was one that you should do the audiobook with. And so maybe I'll go back and listen. But uh, anyway. Oh, wait. Did you guys watch the Super Bowl? Real quickly. Just briefly. I have to say, I did not watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> Matt and I watched the movie Glitter instead. Uh, but I did see the halftime show. We paused Glitter. Of course, Mariah Carey's magnum opus. We paused Glitter uh, to watch her nemesis, J-Lo, perform the halftime show. And I thought J-Lo and Shakir did fantastic. Although I'm hearing from mostly my mother, Linda, that some people thought it was inappropriate. <laughs> Linda Pellegrino, she thought they were fantastic. She thought they looked so good. She thought J-Lo and Shakura, she kept, my mom kept referring to Shakira as Shakura. I don't know why. Um, but when I talked to her on the phone, she said, uh, Shakura and J-Lo did great. But she did think they were a little risque. She thought J-Lo didn't need the stripper pole and to spread her legs. Um, she said, Dan, I don't know why she had to spread her legs. And the Shakura was just doing so much booty dancing. I thought it was a little too much for a family-friendly program, but they look great. She kept saying, but they look great. And she said they performed well. But apparently, people thought there was... I didn't think it was that risque, although I do understand she was on a stripper pole. But I liked the commercials. Caroline and Teresa had a hummus commercial. Caroline and Teresa from The Real Houses in New Jersey. So I did see that. Um, and then Matt and I did, of course, watch Glitter. And then after Glitter, we decided to... Uh, go into Hulu, and we somehow got addicted to that 911 Lone Star show, which is starring Liv Tyler, who you guys know I've talked about on this show before, her Architectural Digest tour. Um, and it also stars Rob Lowe, who's, he's going to be 100 years old, and he's still going to be hot as fuck. Like, he's just a hot man. Beautiful man. And the kid who plays his son, not a kid, he's a grown man, but the grown man who plays Rob Lowe's son in the show is stunning looking. And I have such a crush on him. But anyway, we put on the show, and we kind of put it on to like laugh at it a little bit. We were like, oh, let's see Liv Tyler, you know, and laugh at her. And then turns out we're addicted to it. We watched every episode. And it's like kind of cheesy, networky, but I'm really into it. And Liv Tyler plays like someone who's in charge, and she still whispers every line. And like, <laughs> I imagine like the directors on set just being like, Liv, speak up. We can't hear you. Because every line is whispered, and she's doing things. She's like saving lives. You know, she's the EMT chief or something and she, <laughs> she'll be like get me the gauze that's that'd be the line let's say but then Liv will read it like get me the gauze get me the gauze and it's like Liv speak up like no one can hear <laughs> it's like such an odd role and then even just to see her in like a uniform it's like very bizarre because I always imagine her in like ethereal clothes you know like ethereal I don't know sundresses and stuff like that or like I feel like she's always dressed in real life like she would be costumed in a Tim Burton movie you know but in the show, she's wearing just like a 
a uniform and it's just shocking to the eyes like they don't adjust right away but uh, aside from that it's a fantastic show like very addictive very and i didn't think we'd like it and then we watched every episode that night and then we needed more because there's only a like three or four episodes. So then we watch the original 911 show, which now we're addicted to these 911 shows, and I don't even, I don't even get it. But that's what we did, and that was our Super Bowl. Liv Tyler whispering through her lines was our Super Bowl. Um, anyway, I have to get to this week's Vanderpump Rules. Uh, the opening credits, you guys. I gotta say, Brett and Max are still in the opening credits, but no confessional. So, look, they're, they must have cut all their confessionals out. That's what I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. But every week, no more confessionals, and I think that was the right move. So I'm glad I'm glad we're not getting any more of them. Good on that, Bravo. Way to go. <laughs> I'm not interested in them. Um, but we open at Katsuya. So last week on the show, of course, Stasi, Kristen, and Katie got in that fight. And Kristen, at the end of last week's episode, said, when Tom was fucking around on her for years in regards to Katie... And that set Katie off. Katie's like, you're a miserable person. They all got in this big fight. And this week on the show, we got a flashback to Tom Schwartz admitting to fucking around on Katie. And it was a scene that I totally forgot. It was one of those scenes when Katie had the orange hair. I believe it was the orange hair. Was it the orange hair? The Garfield cut that she had. I think it was like circus season two. It wasn't the best color on her. I think we can all agree. And um, it was a flashback. And even though in flashbacks, how they kind of change... You know how when they do a flashback on the show, they change the color of it? So it's like, not necessarily black and white, but it's like kind of like a grayish tone to show us that they're doing a flashback. It was like they did that, and Katie had a much better color in the flashback tone. Because when I saw that hair, I was like, oh no, <laughs> whoa. I remembered. I, I had like PTSD from that haircut. And then in the flashback, though, it didn't look as bad. So I thought maybe Katie should have tried like that grayish the grayish flashback tone on her hair. Um, I'm not sure. But anyway, we did see this flashback. And I didn't remember so much about like Tom Schwartz admitting to like sleeping around or hooking up. You know, so much happens on this show. It's like you forget that it even ha- it was a thing. I was like, uh, all I really remember from those early seasons, I remember like the slap, that iconic slap when Stasi hit Kristen. And then I remember like the jack's ripping off his sweater and fighting in vegas and you know i have like these vague memories and then you see a scene like that and you're like wait i don't even remember this happening anyway Kristen, uh they kind of drag britney into the fight and then Kristen like apologizes to britney at the table stassi even dragged britney in for a second and i think that's gonna be the most interesting thing is like this fight that's happening between the witches of weho I'm most interested in like how Britney's going to play into it or how Lala's going to play into it. I mean, poor Britney, this was her bachelorette party. She said, this, this got negative very fastly. She said, I still want to have fun, so let's go to a strip club. She said, this got negative very fastly. Supposed to be my, it's supposed to be about my wedding. It's supposed to be my bachelorette about my wedding. It's supposed to be celebrating our love. <laughs> Britney's breakdown last week. Oh, so good. Um, but this week, she didn't have a breakdown. She just said that the whole dinner at Katsuya got negative very fastly. Okay, whatever. So, this got very negative very fastly. I want to, like, try to have some fun still. Yes, we will. Let's, like, just try very hard. We'll go to the strip club. We'll still have some fun. Love it. Love that idea. Let's go. So, she just wanted to get to that strip club. Meanwhile, the men were getting prosthetics like they were on the set of the fucking Grinch. They were just getting old man makeup. And Jax was some old man named Hal. 
Sandoval and Schwartz, they did some um, prosthetic nose work that was a little bit troublesome to me. I was a little shell-shocked as I was watching, and I didn't understand how they decided on these looks. And I don't know, I was feeling like a little bit uncomfortable as I was seeing it get done. Uh, ultimately, I'm not sure where I landed on that, but it was something that I was like, I, I did one of the Tim, I did a Tim Allen, huh? Like, I was a little bit confused. Um, but they did all this makeup to go to the strip club. And then what a letdown, too, because they did all this makeup. And then when they arrived at the strip club, like, all the girls were like, oh, that's them. Like, they knew right away. They couldn't even play it off for a minute. During the strip club, we keep cutting back to Sir. And it's like, every time they cut back to Sir, it is hard because, like, I don't care about the new people. And I do think Danica's a good addition, and I think Dana's a good addition. Um, but I, I don't know. It's it's like, we care so much about the OGs. That's why I think it's hard that they are trying to introduce so many new people. Because we're so attached to the OGs that we don't care when they cut to the old or the new people. Um, but back at Sir Danica's, of course, the manager. She meets with LVP. LVP's getting a Hollywood Legacy Award. And it's revealed that Danica's going to be imag- uh, managing the entire Sir on Pride weekend, which Pride is, of course, the busiest time at Sir. And Danica says in her confessional, she says, I just gradu- graduated college 20 seconds ago. Now I got to manage a multi-million dollar restaurant. And she even asks LVP, she's like, where's Peter? And LVP says, Peter's going to be on the float. And I thought, like, what's happening here? Like, maybe we don't need Peter on the float. And I love Peter. But Peter's not a main cast member on this show, so I don't think he needs to have his own pride float. You know what I'm saying? He's sharing a room with Sheena on the vacation. He don't need to have his own pride float. Peter's not an LGBT person. He's a straight man. And I just don't know that... I know he doesn't have his own float, but I don't even think he needs to be on the Vanderpump Rules float. I think we throw our main cast members on there. Peter's not even in the opening credits. We got 19 cast members on this show, and Peter is not one of them. Let me tell you that. He's in some of the episodes, and he appears in the background, but he's the manager of the restaurant. Maybe we don't need him spotlighted on the pride float. I'm just saying. I know Peter maybe has done some work. He's an ally, let's say. Um, But maybe it would help out Danica, and it would help out the gay community if they had an experienced manager managing Sir during Pride instead of on a float. So, Peter, I just hope maybe next year, maybe this year, uh, in 2020, instead of being on your own Pride float, maybe we get Peter back managing the restaurant. Maybe that's an important thing for the gay community to have someone there who's experienced slinging them cocktails uh, instead of hopping on a Pride float. Just saying. Maybe we get some LGBT members on the actual Vanderpump Rules Pride float. Maybe Lisa can hire some LGBT members for this restaurant or for this cast. And then those are the people that appear on the Pride float. I don't spitball in here, throwing out ideas. Anyway, then we cut back to the bachelorette party. We're at a club called Eleven. Well, I think it's called Eleven. It was spelled with numbers. You know, when they do that, it's always so frustrating when they do that. The Fast and the Furious franchise does that quite a bit, where they replace like the letter A with the number four. And it's just like, what's happening here? That's not how words are supposed to be written. And it always bugs me when I see that. When I saw it on the club, it was called Eleven, but then the I think like the L and the E, or there were the L, it was two L's, but it was the number 11. And look, I just encourage you to pick one or the other. Maybe just name your club with the numbers or name it with the letters. Because numbers don't go in the middle of letters. The only time that's worked is when Avril Lavigne released the song Skater Boy. That was the only time it worked. It peaked. And when she put the eight in for the letters A-T, 
And that worked, and that peaked, and let's move on. No one else should do it after that. God, I love that song. Remember that? He was a boy, she was a girl. Can I make it any more obvious? He was a skater boy. <laughs> she said, see you later, boy. Uh, Avril Lavigne, you guys. Let's just take a moment to celebrate her. She released some bops. She, uh, and I think the Avril Lavigne ballads are underrated. She has a new one called Head Above Water. It's not very new, but it's like a year or two old. And I think it's fantastic. Remember she released With You or I'm With You or something like that? Ugh. And we should celebrate that. But anyway, we're at this 11 club. Lala got a table. Britney's wearing a crown. When they first arrived, Lala created a game where everyone had to show Britney their boobs. What better way for Britney to celebrate this marriage to be than having titties and have fat asses bounced on her? This was confusing to me. Lala said to the whole group, the whole bridal party, hey, everyone's got to show Britney their boobs tonight. And I didn't know this was a traditional bachelorette game. I thought, you know, normally on bachelorette parties, from what I understand, you do like the toilet paper wedding dress or the toilet paper veil, or you do fun games like that. I didn't know one of the bachelorette games is that you show the bride your boobs. Is that a common game? I'm not sure. But apparently with Lala, it is. The men come... They were doing a lot of accent work, too. They were in their costumes as old men, and they were all putting on various accents, which was interesting. Um, meanwhile, Britney's telling everyone, there was a, a soundbite of Britney yelling at Kristen, show me your titties, Kristen! <laughs> so they were still playing the game as the men arrived. <laughs> they were still playing that classic bachelorette game where you show the bride your titties, uh, and the men just entered and sit down um, as dressed as old men. And I was a little upset because I always feel that bachelorettes, I would like to see some dicks, right? Excuse my vulgarity, but they went to see the women, but all these women are attracted to, most of these women are attracted to men. So I just wish they would have shown some hot men. I would have liked them to go to a hot strip club with some hot men, a Thunder from Down Under, a Chippendales-esque place. Um, But instead, it was just a lot of ladies. Uh, And then the men, of course, sit down. And I have to say, so the men who dressed up, it was Jax, Tom Sandoval, Tom Schwartz, and Bo. They were the ones who all got in this old man makeup. And so the women all noticed these old men sit down. And Lala, you could see her face. She, she goes, those are the guys. And I have a theory that Lala thought that one of those men was Randall. And look, I don't want to say they all look like Randall, but I do want to say that like Randall could have fit in with those old men. Do you know what I'm saying? Like... Randall would have looked way more at home amongst men dressed as old men, Jack's dressed as hell. I think Randall would have fit in better with them than he does with like the cast out of the prosthetic makeup. Do you know what I'm saying? So I believe that for a split second, Lala looked over at those men. She's like, oh shit, is Randall here? And then she was maybe let down a little bit because Randall wasn't amongst those men. And I, I just saw it in her face. She looked over and she's like, oh, there's Randall. Like, you could see it. There was like a brief second, a cutaway look of Lala looking at those old men. She thought, oh my God, there's Randall. And then it wasn't. It was just all of our cast members dressed as old men. I did love when all of the women noticed that these were their men. And then they started dancing for them. Like, Ariana was dancing for old man Tom. Um, they were, it was just so funny to see. So funny to see like these young girls. But I, I did feel bad because this was the point where on the big Jumbotron screen at this strip club, which it wasn't a traditional strip club, but apparently it was a strip club. 
And on the Jumbotron, there was an engagement photo of Jackson Brittany, which I mentioned earlier. And I just thought, oh, man, I feel bad for both the patrons and the strippers. Because here's the thing. The patrons who come into a strip club, they want to see some titties. Excuse my French. But that's what they come into this establishment for. They want to see some hot young women taking off their tops. And the women at the strip club, their job is to get on that stage, dance, and get some tips, right? And I want to encourage everyone, when you go to strip club, you better tip them well, because they're taking off their blouses for you. But anyway, the women are trying to create this atmosphere. I saw the movie Hustlers. I know how it works. The women want to create a sexy atmosphere so they get more and more tips, right? And it's very difficult to create a sexy atmosphere that the patrons of this place can enjoy. When there's a big giant photo of fucking Jackson Brittany from Vanderpump Rules on the Jumbotron from their engagement photos. I think it was one of their engagement photos. It was just Brittany was in a red dress and they were, it looked like a, a card or it looks like a picture that came in a frame when you buy a frame, a bootleg picture that comes in a frame. But I thought, oh man, those strippers got to deal with that and they got to combat that as if the strippers aren't working hard enough to create this sexy atmosphere where the guys and the patrons tip them. Now they got to combat with this photo of Jackson Brittany from a show on Bravo called Vanderpump Rules. And I just thought, that's too much. They already got to deal with enough. They shouldn't have to deal with this big-ass photo on the Jumbotron. And nothing's a boner killer for these men quite like a photo of two reality stars from Vanderpump Rules. I mean, these men who come to this show, that's not what they pay to see. That's not what they're interested in seeing on the Jumbotron. It'd be one thing if they showed them, I don't know, Brittany in her Hooters outfit or just Brittany or something like that. But they don't need to see Jackson Britney's engagement photo. It's just such a boner killer for these men. And it just makes it harder for those strippers to earn those tips. They're already working hard enough. So I hope they tipped him well. I hope production gave him a nice tip for putting that photo on the screen. And again, it wasn't a traditional strip club. I, I don't know what quite it was. It was a Miami establishment. I'd have to look up this 11 with the numbers. I'd have to look it up. Although I don't even know how you'd Google that with the numbers in between. I mean, do you Google 11 nightclub or do you Google E11EVE? I don't know. And do they show up on Yelp? I don't know. We got to look it up. But it wasn't traditional, but I still thought they, it was a step too far to put that picture on the Jumbotron. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. Look, the weather's getting warmer. 
You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 65 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. All right. I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listing, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. So then the couple start to break off. Katie and Schwartz go into kind of like a private area, and Schwartz just takes off his pants and reveals it looked like he was wearing two pairs of underwears. Uh, But he just took off his pants and sort of started stripping for Katie. And then that's when Katie threw Sandoval under the bus and is like, look, this is what happened at dinner. Tom Sandoval said this, this, and this. And then Schwartz says, just because I'm in the sidecar doesn't mean I'm the sidekick. And I did feel bad for Schwartz because I do feel like we all think of him as the sidekick, but he also is presenting himself that way, right? So what else are we supposed to think of him as? Um, But Katie tells Schwartz not to let Sandoval get away with it. And I think Katie and Tom Schwartz's dynamic is very interesting. And I know people do not feel this way, but I think that they balance each other out in a way because Katie's like, you need to fuck him up. (laughs) And like, Katie doesn't give a fuck. Like, I don't think Katie gives a a fuck about anyone that's filming her or that she's, I I don't think she cares to act polite on camera. I think she's just genuinely herself on camera, I believe. And she tells Schwartz, like, you need to fuck him up. And Schwartz has to hear that sometimes. Somebody needs to tell Schwartz, you know, grow up here a little bit and and go tell off your friend who's maybe talking shit about you. But so we cut to a Tom Tom. We see Max at Tom Tom with LVP. 
Uh, Max says that James might DJ, and I got excited. I thought, oh, are we going to see DJ James Kennedy in this episode? Justice for James, but uh, apparently he's gonna he's gonna DJ at Tom Tom. They need to take an order, Jax. They need to take an order. We need to get more cosmopolitan. Humpini. But it's not going to be till maybe next week or something. But it was interesting to me that Max said he's going to be the opening act. So we'll see how it goes. And I thought, is it weird that we're having a restaurant opening act? Like, they don't even have a stage at this place. And he's going to be the opening act? Like, he's not... Shouldn't he be the headliner of this restaurant? (laughs) Why do we have opening acts at a restaurant? Like, it's very strange to me. And we know from last season that the stage is just that storage closet... Uh, in the upstairs. Remember, he had to sit on some toilet paper to DJ? So is that where there's going to be both an opening act and a main event? How many acts is there going to be? Is this going to be like a Coachella lineup where there's just 100 acts? It, what, I, I don't understand this. We're at a restaurant. This is a bar and grill. So what are we doing? Why do we have multiple people, a headliner and an opening act? I'm not sure. Um, meanwhile, at Sir, Dana and Danica talk. Danica tells Dana that Max up with some other girl's friend. And then Dana gets mad at Danica for this and says she's not really, like, looking out. I don't know. I don't really care about this. I do like Danica, though. I like Dana. I think I'm really into both of them. And I'm excited to see them get into the mix. But right now, I feel like the action is so compelling over at the bachelor party that I'm not interested in seeing what's happening with these new people. So anyway, we cut back to the OGs. Uh, Schwartz, Ariana, Brittany, Kristen, and Tom, they're all still awake. Then uh, they split off. Kristen and Jack's talk, which is funny. Kristen says something about sucking my fat cock. (laughs) Used my language. That was a direct quote from Kristen. Put it on a t-shirt. But she said it word for word. I'm not just saying it. But she's saying that to Jack as Jack is dressed as his old man, Hal. Uh, And it just, I love when these people are in costumes. I love when they fight in costumes. We see Ariana and Tom and Tom talk. And they fight in costume. And it's just so hysterical to me. I do, my favorite is when they fought in drag. I just thought when when Tom Sandoval said, look, he's a battered wife about Tom Schwartz. I mean, nothing tops that. It's just really a classic moment. Um, But Tom and Tom, they fight. Sandoval reveals that there was an issue that you can't serve alcohol without food. And I told you guys, I thought there was something else going on with that fight at Tom Tom. But I think we're going to slowly get trickled out information. But I thought this was very important. I thought, wait, so... There was an issue where Tom was upset because they weren't supposed to serve alcohol without the kitchen being open. I think there's more to the fight than what we were shown. Um, But there was an interesting montage where Sandoval says, I'm sorry, but... And so it's revealed that this is like a Tom staple of him saying, I'm sorry, but... Which there is nothing more frustrating than when somebody says, I'm sorry, but when they're apologizing... It's frustrating. Like, you just have to say, I'm sorry, and then bite your tongue, I believe. Because you just can't apologize like that. It's annoying. Um, but Schwartz says he's too passive-aggressive, and that Sandoval's too focused on the minute details. Eventually, they make up. And look, they're truly in love. More than any other couple on the show, those two are in love, and their relationship will endure. I'm not sure about... The women might come and go in their lives, but if there's one thing I truly believe, it's the relationship between Schwartz and Sandoval will endure. And I think it's a beautiful thing. I like to see this bromance on screen. I really do like them together. <laughs> I know we always talk about which couples we like together. Well, the one I like most together is Schwartz and Sandoval. I just think they have a love that will never fade. 
So then we cut to the next morning. We see shots of them all in bed. We see Peter and Sheena's room, which I need more of. I don't know why there's not a GoPro set up in there. I would like to see what's happening in Sheena and Peter's room. That's an odd couple right there. And I need to know what they're talking about. Maybe they're talking about Peter on the pride float and what he's going to do. I'm not sure, but I would like some answers as to what's happening in that room. He, Peter said he needed to straighten his hair, and I didn't know he straightened it, but it made sense. When he said it, I nodded along and he went, mm-hmm, yeah, that makes sense. But I didn't, I wouldn't have never, I would have never thought about him straightening his hair. And then, yeah, he had the shower cap on. I want to know more about that situation. Tell me Peter's grooming habits. Like, I know, maybe, is that a weird thing to say? Maybe that's a weird thing to say, but I need to know what was happening in that room between Peter and Sheena. Sheena Shea. Um, then I can't believe that they, these men slept in their makeup, those prosthetics. That's going to do a lot of shit to your face. That's going to do a lot of shit to your face. And I was so shocked that they slept in that makeup. Imagine Jim Carrey just going to sleep as the Grinch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm sure that he had to take off that makeup before bed. I don't think it's good for the skin. Um, but they all slept in that. It was Schwartz even had like his hair was kind of off. I don't know how he slept like that, but I, I wrote my notes. This is a great episode. I wrote it in big, bold letters. I was just so happy when they all woke up in that costume. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Tom and Ariana were still sleeping, and they had to get the makeup artist to come and remove it, but like everyone was still asleep. So Schwartz and Jax had to like bang on the door of Tom and Ariana's uh, hotel room and get them to call the makeup artist so they would come and take it off. And then when the Makeup artists arrived. Jax was like taking off the makeup himself, like ripping it off. And I swear it was like that movie House of Wax. Did you see that Paris Hilton movie or the original? Um, it was like House of Wax shit when Jax was removing that makeup. And it's hard for me to look at Jax and not think of him as a horror movie villain. Like he just, he gives me that vibe. And so when he was taking that off, I thought, oh my God, like somebody could really edit all the scenes of Jax together of him with the leaf blower or whatever that was in the yard with the face mask on, and now this. I mean, Jack, somebody could edit all of his footage together, and it would be the scariest movie in the universe. Um, But anyway, they take it off. We see the group splits up. Some of them go to the beach. Some of them go to the pool. At the beach, Lala's showing off her butt, um, which looked fantastic. Lala looks great this season. Um, And then Peter's there with Bo. Kristen and Sheena went to the pool with most of the guys. You guys, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a brief moment at that pool where Kristen cannonballed into it. And I, for one, was shocked. I could not believe that she just cannonballed into the hotel pool. There were other patrons at this place. You could see other people sitting around and cannonball Kristen just <laughs> just jumped on into that pool. It was like uh, Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone when he's at the hotel and he just cannonballs into the pool. And it's like, we all know you're not supposed to do that at a, a public pool. But Kristen didn't even fucking care. She just cannonballed right into it. She just uh, grabbed hold of her knees, moved them to her titties, and jumped on in. And it was shocking to me. I could not believe it. She splashed all the patrons at this place. And she didn't seem to give a fuck. And that's why we love Kristen. That's why she makes great TV. I normally always say that people who are willing to smoke cigarettes on camera are the best reality stars. I stand by that. Kristen has smoked on camera for us many a time. But I would also like to add to that any reality star that's winning, willing to cannonball into a public pool is a great reality star. She just jumped on in. Uh, meanwhile, at the beach, Brittany was talking to Stassi and Katie about the Kristen drama, although Brittany called it drama. <laughs> is that drama? 
She said, I don't want to be in the middle of any of this drama. But Brittany snapped at Katie and she said, look, I'm going to defend Kristen. So I just need you to know I'm on both your sides. Don't put me in the middle. And then Sheena, meanwhile, is talking to Kristen in the pool. And Sheena tells Kristen, not everyone's meant to be lifelong friends. And that's a fact. It is a fact, but it's sad to watch people that we have watched on camera for years go through that. Like I think in my own life, I think it's okay. I think it's a good thing to let friends go at certain points. And I've sort of learned this as I've gotten older. But on TV, I want my friends to be friends forever. It's like when we see the cast of Friends, we want them to always be friends. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we see Peter straightens his hair. <laughs> we see, oh, I gotta say too, Schwartz, after he took off that old age makeup, they all looked sort of fresh-faced, right? Like when they took off the old age makeup, it like did something to their skin where they all looked super fresh-faced. And Schwartz really does look like the guy on Lone Star 911 or, or that show I was talking about earlier. He looks like Rob Lowe's son. I mean, I mean that as a compliment. That son is a gorgeous man. Um, but he reminded me of him. Then we cut to Sir. We see Raquel at Sir. Uh, Raquel, but no vocal. We just see her kind of as an extra. And that was upsetting to me. She does have a line later in the episode, but it was like a tease with Raquel again. I thought she was going to say something interesting like, James is not here. You know, with the shaky voice Raquel, I love her. Um, but she didn't. She just disappeared into the background. Um, and then Danica, she reveals that she hates Max. And, you know, she was talking shit about Max earlier to Dana, but she really seems to hate him. We really got a grasp on da- uh, Danica hating Max. And so I am really finding myself gravitating towards this Danica. Then we cut to uh, nighttime in Miami. Brittany gives everyone these sashes that they're supposed to wear. And at a certain point, I think this bachelor party, uh, enough is enough. You know, we've celebrated their love quite a bit. This is our fourth or fifth outing with these people. And every outing, are they supposed to wear crowns and sashes? It's just enough is enough. What happened to the good old days where your bachelor bachelorette party was one night? You went the night before the wedding, you'd go out to the bar and have a couple of cocktails, and that was it. Now people got to be wearing sashes every fucking second and putting a crown on. And it's just like a lot of celebrating for someone's marriage. Enough is enough. Um, but Brittany gave everyone a sash that said something. So Katie had one that said bootylicious. Lala had one that said trophy wife. Uh, Tom Schwartz had something said the flirt. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we were all celebrating this nightclub. And then some people came out with these giant photos of Jackson Brittany. Again, it's too much. It was just these giant faces that I would have been scared of. If I was at the bar, I'd be like, what the fuck is that? Get me out of this bar. And you know that those uh, VIP hosts or whoever were bringing out those giant fucking face photos of Jackson Brittany, you know they bumped into some patrons at this place on the way out because those signs were so fucking big. Those pictures were so large. You know they bumped into people who were just trying to have a night out at Miami, and they're bumping into a giant photo of Jack's uh, in the club. And it's like, enough is enough. Why do they need to bring out photos of these people at every club they're at? First at 11, and now at this other place, they're bringing out photos. What do we need photos of them for? Just I, it's one thing to bring out a cake or a drink with some candles, but these photos I don't understand. I've never seen anything like it where you just bring photos of yourself. I've been to a lot of bachelor bachelorette parties where we didn't have to put up photos of the people we were celebrating on the screen. It's just too much. And where do they even print these? Where do they get them printed at? Like, do they have to have a sign shop print these big ass giant face photos of Jackson and Brittany from Vanderpump Rules? It's too much. And if I was at that Miami club, I'd say, get me the fuck out of here. I don't need to see that. Note to self. I 
need to see that. It's a lot. Then we are back at LVP at Sir. LVP's wearing so many jewels and a hat. She's got the two dogs. And she's sitting down at the restaurant with her friends. She just celebrated her award. And I know she's celebrating. And I love LVP. But it does seem like maybe we shouldn't have the dogs at the table at the restaurant. Yeah. Just my opinion. I love a dog. I think those dogs are adorable. But it does seem maybe a little unsanitary or something to have the dogs at the table. What do I know? What do I know? But it, it seems odd. And then Brett comes. And Brett is like obviously flirting with LVP in front of Ken. And he asked her, do you want to train again? And LVP said she loves like that he's giving her so much attention. And Ken's right there. And I thought Ken was going to be upset, but then he kind of like giggled. And he suggested like Brett take off his blouse or something like that. And I thought, oh, this is fun. It was fun, you guys. I miss Ken a little bit. I know last season, all I could say was like, get Ken off my screen. But now every time I see a little glimpse, I think because this season we're getting just like smaller glimpses of Ken that it makes me like him. But last season, I feel like we were getting way too much Ken. And so now I feel like Bravo really figured it out. They got the formula right this season with Ken, and we're just getting tiny little glimpses. He giggled, though. And we even saw Raquel when we were back in at Sir. We saw Raquel talk for a couple seconds. And uh, I miss her. Um, anyway, back at Hyde. and They were at Hyde. That was the name of the club in Miami. Um, Sandoval had some sort of fire extinguisher. What are these clubs? Like, what's happening with these clubs where they have fire extinguisher in these big photos? I'm not sure, but Sandoval just like sprayed everyone with it. And then uh, Kristen and Stassi talk, they make up. Kristen tells Stassi she's hurt. And Stassi tells Kristen that she's going to be there for her no matter what. She loves her. And I wondered, is this a lie? Because in real time, we know that they're not friends. So what's the truth? What is the truth? Are they friends? Is Stassi going to be there for her no matter what? I need answers. And uh, so if they make up now, do they have a bigger fight later? Is there something else that happens? I'm really into the storyline, you guys. I think it's compelling TV. I'm into the wishes of WeHo breaking up. I do want them ultimately to be friends. But for now, I'm enjoying the TV. And then that makes me uh, led, leads me to believe, is this manufactured for the show? Did the witches of WeHo get together and say, this will be a good storyline for us? We'll have a breakup, a friendship breakup, and then we'll make up. I don't know if that happened, but I don't know. The conspiracy theorist in me says that maybe that was what happened, because it does make for compelling TV. Although Kristen was crying, and I don't know if, I don't know if any of them are that good of actors. You know what I'm saying? But they hug and make up. Then Brittany, she says in her confessional, I had the best time at this bachelorette. And then the editors show us a flashback of all the drama. Um, and then the episode ends with Brittany and Kristen and some of the other bridemaids jumping in the pool. Uh, Kristen did a traditional jump. She didn't do a cannonball, which I thought was respectful of the club patrons. Um, but you know, Kristen wanted a cannonball. You know, she did. She was doing it for Brittany. She was jumping in traditionally. But I think in Kristen's head, she really wanted to jump in, um, her way, which is via cannonball. Um, but that was the end of the episode. Next week, it's Pride. Pride is always usually a good episode on this show. I'm very excited. It looks like DJ James Kennedy is finally back, and he seems to get in a fight with Raquel over the phone. I got you guys. I miss him just so much, though, and I don't understand why we're not getting any of him. Although, I think he was off DJing a lot during filming. Like, wasn't he was like doing DJ stuff in other cities? So maybe that's why they're not showing him much. That's what I believe. 
Um, but he's back finally next week, and it's Pride. There's also a great moment between Sheena and Dana, uh, where Sheena takes the inhaler. And I'm very excited for that to play out. Although I do believe that the Sheena-Dana drama is just nonsense. Um, I'm still very excited for that Sheena moment. Because we saw it in the trailer, and now it comes to life. And I, for one, cannot wait. That's the episode of Vanderpump Rules. I thought it was great this week, you guys. And I do those questions on my Instagram. I do like a Q&A thing. And I get a lot people say like, do you think this season of Vanderpump Rules sucks? Or when do you think it'll pick up? Like so many people ask me that. And I kind of think this season is good. I do have a problem with the large ass cast. And I I think that's a problem. Um, But overall, I think it's better than last season. And I, I don't think it's, I think it's good. Um. I, you know, it's not perfect. I'm not saying it's perfect. And I think there are some messy things going on. I think there's some messy uh, situations happening with the new people being brought in. Uh, and I do think we're not getting enough of the OGs and we're missing cast members at random. So I, it's a little problematic in those ways. But overall, I, I'm like enjoying watching, which is the good thing. I don't know if we'll feel that way every week. Um, but I feel that way now. So that's the episode. Tomorrow we'll be back recapping uh real houses in new jersey i don't it might be out actually a day late i don't know we we may have a guest so uh it might be out a week late so just subscribe to everything iconic on spotify and itunes and you'll get those updates every time a new episode is released and so with that i bid you adieu i want to say please find me on social media at danny pellegrino on twitter and instagram Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to get tickets to that live Dallas show, there are just a handful left. There's not many left for the Dallas show. So uh, get them now, everythingiconic.com. Um, I'm back on Cameo, cameo.com slash Danny Pellegrino if you want one of those. All these links are in the episode description. You can also get uh, a link for the t-shirts if you want one of the t-shirts. We're going to be having new shirts at the tours or at the live shows. So I'm very excited about that. Matt's working on some Queen Icon Legend shirts. So I'm very excited about that. Um, and if you want to support this podcast, go to Patreon, patreon.com slash everythingiconic. If you click become a patron, you could donate $4 more per month and you get access to the bonus episodes. More importantly, you're just supporting this podcast. So thank you. And uh, this last month, the month of January, there was an episode where I talk about Pretty Wild, uh, my binge. And then I also answer some questions that people sent in. So I guess that's it. So let's do our cheesy little cool down. Let's all take a deep breath in and hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. And this week, I just want to encourage you to go read a book. Breathe out. Now, I mentioned Jessica Simpson's open book is out, which I think you should all read. It's juicy. Um, but if you don't want to read that, just go pick up a book. I think reading is great. <laughs> so cheesy. I think reading is great. It is, though. You know, reading is great. So go pick up a book this week and educate your brain a little bit. Go pick up fancy AF cocktails at Amazon or Target or wherever. Um, or another book you want to read. Um, anyway, I love you all so much for listening. Uh, and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.